welcome to me, myself, and I, how to have a relationship with me. My name is Charlene McClinton, and I am a licensed professional counselor in Atlanta, Georgia. The information I am going to be sharing with you today is for informational purpose only and not to be used in lieu of mental health treatment. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about relationships. The podcast is called Relationship 101. Let's jump in. Relationships are essential to us as human beings, right? Because they create the blueprint for safety, for trust, for acceptance, for commitment, and for belonging. Being that they are the cornerstone to who we are as individuals, when those important relationships are damaged and those relationships are with our parents, with our loved ones, aunties and uncles, friends, when those relationships are uh, become damaged, it causes our relationship with ourselves to become damaged, right? And when the relationship with ourselves become damaged, it causes us to disconnect from ourselves, to invalidate ourselves, but also to disown ourselves. I'm going to repeat that. When the important relationships in our lives are damaged, and those relationships are with our family members, our loved ones, our parents, our aunties, our grandmama, it doesn't make a difference, those important relationships. When those relationships are damaged, it can cause our relationship with ourselves to become damaged, which causes us to disconnect, invalidate, and disown ourselves. And this results in a lack of connection we have to ourselves, a lack of unity we have with ourselves, compassion we show ourselves, and the value of how we see ourselves and, we, and what the things that we believe about ourselves. These things become skewed and negative messages that can start in our emotions. Remember, we have a behavior, but because that behavior, if it's damaged, it creates emotions and in those emotions, right, become messages. Emotion provide messages that become our way of defining and seeing ourselves, the world around us, and also others. This affects the relationship we build with ourselves and ultimate with others. Again, emotions are messages and those messages are created based on our interactions and relationships we have had with other people. And they, for ourselves, set the stage for how we define and see ourselves, the world around us, and also the people we're engaging in on a daily basis, right? This also affects the relationship you have with yourself, how you see yourself, what you believe about yourself, and what you value about yourself which then ultimately affects the relationship you have with other people. Emotions are real-time data that starts in your body's response to people, to things, or to events. And what it does is it produces thoughts that creates the feelings. Let me give you an example. You can be ready to take this big test. And you going in to take the test um, at school or on a job to elevate yourself and you start to have butterflies in your stomach. What happens is your body starts to signal to you, okay, something is happening to it. The butterflies is the signal of the body. 
then from the butterfly signal the body that something is going on, right? Then your thoughts starts to produce. And the thoughts becomes, I'm not, I may not pass this test. If I don't pass this test, I won't graduate or I won't get the promotion, which then produces feelings of uncertainty. So a lot of times what happens is our body tells us something is happening with us. And if we're not careful, we're ignoring it because it can be constantly we've ignored our body over time. So then we're not connected to our bodies, which then we're not connected to our thoughts, and then we're not connected to our feelings. So the body has the emotions of discomfort first, right, with the test taken which triggered the thoughts that the test creates, which then created the feelings. Understand that emotions are raw information that is critical to relationships because it produces messages, whether it's good things or unhealthy things. Your body and emotions signals to you things are going on. They are your first messaging tool to you. So why are emotions important? I know a lot of times people don't want to deal with emotions. They like, I don't have time for that. But why are emotions important? Emotions help us survive, right? If you're in a situation and your body is telling you something is going on, your instinct is kicking in, right? Your body is signaling to you that this environment you're in, something is happening, right? When you start to assess what your body is saying, then you start to assess the environment and then your thoughts kick in. You move yourself into a safe environment. So your emotions help you survive. Another thing, emotions are important because it helps you grow, right? It helps you elevate. It helps you learn new tools, learn new skills. It helps you get on a job and learn a new tool and skill you didn't know that elevates you to another level. Also, emotions are important because it helps you communicate. When you start to assess your emotion, what your body is saying, then you assess the thoughts that are going on with what your body is saying, then the feelings that are taking place, you're better able to communicate to people, whether, again, it's family members, it's people on your job, it's your intimate relationships or your friendships. Emotion helps you communicate. Another thing, emotion helps you make decisions. It helps you stop, assess again. Remember, throughout this, you will hear me saying emotions, assessing your emotions, because it's going to be critical that you assess your emotions. When you stop to assess your emotions, you look at what decision you need to make, and you make the decision based off facts and not what the body is saying. Right, Because the body can be telling you that something is happening in, due to a situation that is not accurate. The body can be telling you by a past event that happened, but because the body is responding the same way, you may, you may feel like you're experiencing the same incident, and it's not. So emotions help you make decisions. Emotions are important also because it helps you connect with others. Right, When your emotions are connecting to other people. You, It's a healthy relationship. The way you communicate, the way they show up for you, the way they support you, the way they make you feel safe, the way you can trust them, it makes you and helps you connect to others. Also, emotions help you understand others, right? Because you can see someone and you can see that they're angry, they're upset, or they're happy, or they're excited, right? 
It can help you understand what is taking place with that person. And lastly, emotion helps guide your behavior. When you're clear about what your emotions are saying, then your behavior follows your emotions. Again, when you're clear about what your emotions are saying, it helps guide your behavior. Sometimes we can just react because the emotions are so high, meaning that at the end of the day, our thoughts are all over the place. We're having feelings all over the place. And so we may be triggered by something. When we're triggered by something and we don't stop to assess what's triggering us and why it's triggering us and we feel unsafe, we can just act out in our behavior towards someone. And what you believe is happening isn't happening. And it can be an unhealthy um, behavior towards something or an event. Because emotion provides so much information and they are so powerful. They govern your direction, your belief, and your value system, which at times can cause you to self-sabotage. You heard me, right? When you do not tap in and control and understand your emotion and what's happening to you, not only does your direction become skewed or become unhealthy, your belief about you becomes skewed and unhealthy, and your value system becomes skewed and unhealthy, which at times can cause you to self-sabotage. Self-sabotage occurs when you can consciously or unconsciously consciously act out in a behavior that transpires causing you to self-injure based on decision-making. Again, self-sabotaging occurs when you can unconsciously or consciously behave in a way that causes you to self-injure based on decision-making. And it doesn't mean just cutting yourself, meaning self-injured. Self-injured self -injured can mean you're overspending. You go out every week and you overspend and you eat out when financially you can't afford it, right? You're self-sabotaging, paying your bills, keeping your lights on, maintaining your individual individuality. Self-sabotage can be you show up to work every day late. You don't like the job, but um, what you do is you talk yourself into, I don't want to be here, but every day you show up to this job, right? That's self-injuring yourself because if you lose the job, it's possible that you can lose your, your livelihood. So a lot of times we don't think we can be self-sabotaging self ourselves, but we absolutely can, and it can be connected to our emotions. Due to emotion being so powerful, if they're not fact-checked, they can cause you to see yourself in relationship with yourself through a school obscured lens. It's very, very important and critical that you fact-check your emotions. And what do I mean? When you start to feel your body having this body response, stop to say to yourself, okay, what's happening to my body? What am I experiencing because this is happening? What emotion is happening that is showing this response from my body? Then tap in, is this emotion accurate for this body response? Because you can again be having a body response based on the emotion that is not accurate for the current situation or because you have become triggered. So it's very important that you fact check your emotions so you can be very clear and clarify what is happening to you so you then can make the best decision for yourself. 
but also for your other relationships. And when we don't stop and fact check our emotions, we can have this skewed lens of what the emotions is saying, which then creates this skewed decision making. This can affect your relationship with others, causing you to see those relationships through a skewed, a skewed lens. You could have had a relationship with someone else that was very abusive. And you can be in a relationship with someone and their tone changed. And because their tone changed, you became triggered. And when you became triggered, your body responds and your emotions respond to the elevated voice, which then brings out thoughts and feelings that you're unsafe. And it cannot be that you're not safe with this person. It can be because you're triggered. But when you fact check what is happening to you, what happens is you get to tell yourself, this person I am safe with, but their voice elevate has called me triggered. So now you get to address the voice elevation and not address a situation that is not accurate to this individual. Lens that not that lens that do, does not validate your worthiness, your value, love, or grace for yourself, right? Sometimes we can have these lens that are connected to unhealthy emotions that invalidates us, right? It invalidates our worthiness, our value, our love for ourselves, and the grace we show to ourselves. And looking through the lens of relationships. When you're harmed due to a relationship, those same principles modeled for you can become adapted by you, causing you to harm yourself. Again, looking through the lens of relationships, when you're harmed due to a relationship, those same principles modeled for you can become adapted by you, causing you to harm yourself. So what this means is, you can adapt other people's negative and unhealthy behavior towards you that was modeled for you throughout and over a period of time that you adapted for yourself and now you are causing the same harm to yourself. Yeah, it's critical that you learn to create a healthy relationship with yourself because through your relationship building with yourself, you can find worthiness for yourself and value for yourself, love and grace for their authentic self, right? And then you're able to share this with other people. Keep in mind, when you're building a relationship with yourself, you're learning how to find safety for yourself. You're learning to identify and define safety for yourself, which leads to you trusting yourself, right? And when you learn to trust yourself, this leads you to be able to become stable with yourself. And the more stable with yourself, the more you're accepting for who you are. And that accepting allows you to have patience for yourself. And then with that patience for yourself, right, you have love for yourself. A large part of building a healthy relationship with yourself is you learning to identify and connect to who you are, gaining independence and ownership of who you are, but first and most importantly, having safety and trust in who you are. Because if you're not careful and you're not committed to yourself on that level, you would then want other people to be committed to you and to offer those things to you when you don't offer those things to yourself. And if that happens, then you're in this one-sided relationship. 
So today, I hope I've shared something with you when it comes to relationship building and how emotions can affect your relationships with yourself and affect relationships with others. But most importantly, how your emotions that have been given to you by other relationships can come in and be skewed and cause you to self-harm yourself based on the relationship modeling that you receive from other people. Understand emotions can absolutely get sticky, but they're very important. They're here for a reason. It's when we haven't been given the correct tools and how to manage them, how to assess them, how to identify them, and then how to utilize them. That's when we get in control, get, can get into trouble where they become our navigation system without any barriers. We want to give emotion barriers. We want to be able to say, yes, this is accurate. No, this not. Hey, yes, use this for this. No, this time, step back. We want to be able to take control of our emotions and not let them control us and not let them sabotage, self-sabotage us. You know, I love to leave you with a quote. And today I have a quote coming from Clyde McKay. And it says, if a man is not faithful to his own individuality, he cannot be loyal to anything else. Woo! I'm going to read it again. If a man is not faithful to his own individuality, he cannot be loyal to anything else. I thought this was a huge, huge statement when it comes to relationship with yourself. Because faithfulness means, right, to be steadfast and be loyal. And loyal means is to be giving and showing firm and consistency. So I want you to think about your individuality, your relationship with yourself and who you are. How faithful are you to you? And how loyal are you to you? And when you can identify and answer that question that I'm very faithful to me and I'm very loyal to me, then I want that behavior to come along and support that. Because when you're faithful to you, you're going to set healthy boundaries. You're going to set and say no sometimes without an explanation. You're going to put you first. You're going to be kind to you, right? You're going to be able to communicate uh, to others who you are. You're going to be able to show up in your skin. And when you're faithful to you and you're loyal to you, then you're able to be that to other people. Be careful in, jet, in getting sacrifice confused to being faithful and loyal. Sometimes we, when, we, when we sacrifice for other people, it can come along with a definition that you're faithful and loyal to that person. But what it's really doing is you have this skewed mindset that the more I put someone before me, that means that I am showing that I'm faithful and I'm loyal to them. But when you reflect to them your faithfulness and loyalness to yourself, then to themselves, then you get back what you are modeling for them. Remember, as always, my saying, be good to yourself because it's only one of you.